welcome to the simplicity of happiness when more is too much. This podcast offers tips and techniques for a better life. And before we start with another episode of the Simplicity of Happiness podcast, I would like to remind you that you can find out all about me and my thoughts on simplicityofhappiness.com as well as Patreon, where I am providing extra content for all of you who support me and the education of children in Africa. And now relax and enjoy the show. Well, hello and uh, welcome back to yet another episode of the Simplicity of Happiness podcast. Today with um, another very interesting uh, guest, John Davis from Snowy Ohio today. Welcome to the show, John. How well, are you thank doing? you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Yeah, so 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 am I, because I know one thing about you where I don't know how it turned out. Okay. Um, you mentioned to me that there has been a, a day in your life or a time in your life when you were paralyzed and dreaming about becoming a stuntman and everybody thought you're crazy. That's and right. They, they actually told me that I can give up on my dream. <laughs> first of all, what, what brought you into that position? Okay. So well, I, I, I really wanted to be a stuntman. I was planning, I was actually already doing fights for shows and, and doing mm -hmm. all kinds of work. And a friend of mine called me up one day and he said, Hey, you want to come help me unload my van? He was a professional pottery, made beautiful pottery. And he called me up. He said, come help me unload the van. So I came out. I was feel, I was fit. I was strong. I was really ready to do it. Climbed up in the van and started unloading 80 pound boxes of clay. And I picked up one box. And when I turned, my upper body literally disconnected from my lower body and I fell to the ground. They took me to the hospital. Doctor informed me that I had a condition known as spina bifida occulta, which basically mm -hmm. what that means is right above my pelvis, three of my vertebrae, when vertebrae form, they come around and they create a donut shape and with two little hands kind of praying. And three of mine came around and instead of creating the donut shape, they kind of missed the hands. And so I have this little three wonky little discs there. And they created a really unstable situation right there. And when I had that extra 80 pounds and twisted that day, I literally unscrewed my spine and disconnected it from my lower portion. And they told me that this is a condition. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> they told me this is a condition that is non-repairable. All we can do is support your back. They wanted to put a pin in my back. Uh, and in the hospital, I couldn't walk. And um, in the hospital, somebody gave me um, – a book called the the Tao of Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee. And I was already a martial artist and I was already into that kind of thing. And as I read his book, I came across the whole part about uh, mental flexibility and, and being like water. And I started going, okay, I, I got to stay flexible in this. And so when I, when I, and I don't mean physical flexibility, I mean, mental flexibility. You know, when something comes up that seems contrary to what you want to do, You've got to stay flexible and work with what you have. He he called it being like water, and mm -hmm. so I I uh, I stayed flexible. I told them I did not want the pin in my back because I knew that if they gave me the pin, I would not be able to do a high fall or a lot of the stunt work that I wanted to do because it would it would make my back too rigid. It would actually make my back more dangerous for stunt work. And mm -hmm. so I I um I just said no. And I just went on and I trained my back muscles and I started doing yoga and 
and, and exercising with weights and making my back really strong. And after that, I, I went on to do over 4,000 live sword fighting comedy stunt shows all over the world. That is, that is amazing. Um, and I wonder in how many other situations in life it is basically the, the mind that is directing us. Oh, absolutely. The mind, you know, what we, what we believe, what we think, what we create into our, into our mm. present moment experience is what we experience in our outer world. Um, If you will, if you want to look at it from the from the what it, well let me let me just add to this so after that situation I went on to study how the brain works and I went on to study neurolinguistics and how how to actually mm -hmm. alter my perception and I came I came back with a bunch of information but the thing that is the most important about mental flexibility and and, and choosing happiness and and it, here's the tough part you know your, your your podcast is called the simplicity of happiness mm -hmm. everything is so much more simple than we make it. Right, everything is so much more simple than we make it. Well, or you ought to put it the other way around: we make everything so much more complicated than it actually is. Absolutely. Think about this: you only live one moment. You know, you're not experiencing your past moments right now. They're just a collection of memories, and yep, your yep. future is a place where you set goals for your present moment. Right, and it's completely malleable. It'll change on you no matter what. Right. But it's, it's what you do think and say right here in your present moment. And so people sit in their present moment. They look at that big goal they want to achieve in their life, and they think they have to get to it. And that's not the way the world works. The way the world works is you do the things here, small present moment successes, and that giant success surrounds you in your present moment. I understood your words. Okay. And there is a truth in this that I'm trying to discover for myself okay. um, because I have the tendency to worry about things that are in my past um, or to worry about things that didn't happen yet. Right, right. Um, and there I see... <sighs> the advantage of living in the here and now. So I'm, I'm my Corona project last year was uh, raising animals and uh, um, animals live in the here and now. They don't make a plan for tomorrow. So if you turn off the light a little earlier, if I forget to, let's say the, the, the solar panel is not charging and I don't have battery, then the light goes on a little bit later. For most of the day, the, the animals are not complaining. <laughs> like, right. oh, you turn on the light. Why is there no light? At some point, they get hungry. Okay, but this is because they are hungry in that moment. They don't really care if it's getting, if it's raining or not, if it's getting darker earlier or not. But how do you achieve a goal? If you were only in the present moment, going back to that, that situation where you're laying in the bed mm -hmm. and you have that circumstances, mm -hmm. what got you out of there was a dream. 
that you wanted to follow. You said, okay, I want to get there. I want to train for that. I want to train my back. I don't want to have the pin. So how do you put these two things together? Living Actually, in the moment I, I, and still working now for a dream that is not there yet. I, I, I agree with you and disagree with you. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that's so, going to be an interesting conversation then. <laughs> okay, so so here, here's, here's the interesting thing. Whatever you, whatever you put after the words, I am, is what you're doing. So if you are, I am worrying, I am wanting, I am needing, I am hoping, mm. I am trying, then you're creating nothing in your present moment. You're creating wanting, needing, hoping, and trying. If you're worried mm -hmm. about something, I am worried, you're creating more worry. Here's the, way, here's the way your subconscious mind works, right? You consciously choose to focus on something in your present moment. Your subconscious mind will show you that and how to achieve that, positive or negative, doesn't matter. Because, so picture this. A lot of people that listen to this have probably bought a car in their lifetime. And at some point, they chose what kind of car they wanted before they went looking for it. And once they made that conscious choice about what kind of car they wanted, they started seeing that kind of car everywhere. They started, it started popping up into their experience because your conscious mind chooses, your subconscious mind supports your choice. So if, you're, if you are consciously choosing something, your subconscious mind will help you. Now, if you're focused on worry, your subconscious mind will show you things to worry about. And if you're focused on, on struggle, your subconscious mind will show you things to struggle. The, the key is taking your present moment and, and remaining positive, you know, remaining happy in your present moment. When I was lying in, here's where I disagree with you. I was lying in that bed. I did not think about wanting that. I thought, about well, what am I doing here? Okay. Today, mm -hmm. I'm going to stretch my back. Today, I'm, I, I still had the goal. The goal was still there. I was completely aware that the goal was malleable no matter what, but it didn't matter what I did there. It only matters what I do here. So right here in this moment, I had to go, okay, I am going to have that. I am going to have my career as a stuntman. Today, I am doing this to do that. So it's not like how do you do that? How do you how do you separate these two thoughts in your mind? On the one hand, having a goal, mm -hmm. thinking about the goal, and yet not living in the future or not, but but taking action now. Because mm -hmm. I sometimes I struggle with that. I have, I I still have dreams and i want to have dreams um for as long as i live because i think somehow this makes the world amazing and nice. um when i started this whole conversation series my first guest um was tony um tony owen and tony used to live during his youth twice for a year in a Japanese Zen monastery. And he was um, he was one of the best uh, karate fighters in the world. So he was European champion. If it was a Zen monastery, it was Kung Fu as opposed to karate. No, it was a karate. Really? Wow. Yes. Yeah. It was in Japan. It was in Japan. It was in Tokyo. Oh, okay. And um, um, it was a Zen monastery uh, near Tokyo in the former capital. And um, he definitely did karate. Right. <laughs> okay. I, I know that. Okay. Um, 
And he said he does a lot of meditation. And he said his whole life, he, looking in ritual pers perspective, he tried to not want anymore. And now he's at the point where he's, he's happy where he is right now. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, somehow he struggles mm -hmm. because he doesn't have that goal to go towards. And this is a point that I'm uh, that I am afraid of myself because I let I let go I, I did let go of a lot of things in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm a bit worried the moment that I don't want something. Okay. I just am. And if I just am, I don't need the car. I don't need the house. I don't need more money than I can eat. I don't need different sets of clothes. And all of a sudden, all I can do is, I mean, what am I going to do? Okay. Well, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, unwrap <laughs> that. let me unwrap that a little bit because you started that whole string of things that you don't want to do with, mm -hmm. the, with the words, I am worried. You started, I am worried. It's, so okay. you just basically it's, said in your present moment, you're going to worry. So now you're going to look at all the things that you're going to worry about, right? So here's the interesting thing. I never said I don't have dreams. I never said that. I do have dreams, but I just know that those dreams never come to fruition without mm -hmm. me taking this moment and doing the, the small present moment successes. Giant dreams never magically appear in your present moment. And present moment is the only moment you're living. The only time they ever come to you is when you do things that are congruent in your present moment to bring them to you, right? That's the biggest struggle I see most people have is they think they have to get to something. And the, it's not the way the world works. You don't have to get to it. You have to do the things here to bring it to you. And it surrounds you, right? So as far as dreams, I have all kinds of dreams. Here's the, here's the big difference that I see with, with the way I achieve getting out of that bed and the way other people struggle in that same bed is, They, they believe in affirmations and I believe in declarations. You see, people will do affirmations and I don't believe in affirmations. The reason I don't believe in affirmations is because the word affirmation itself means to shore something up that is not stable. Whereas declaration means What does it, I am just doing it. Ex yeah, explain affirmation. Okay, in an affirmation. So uh, here, here's a great example. You know, a mm -hmm. lot of the new age metaphysical people will say, if you want to lose 100 pounds, you're supposed to say, I am a thin person. I am a thin person. But that person still can't see their shoes. <laughs> right, right, right. And nothing between the shoes and the nose. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so their dream is to be 100 pounds down. But yeah. it's right here that I go, okay, I am going to be a, a 100 pounds down and I am eating healthy today. I am walking a mile today. I am, you know, the, that they're doing the small things here that bring that to, to fruition. But, you know, affirmations really say that I am affirming this state that I can't wrap my head around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I shifted to, I am doing this. I am, I am going to be a, a professional sword fighting comedian stuntman. Right. <laughs> I, I am going to do that. Right. But here in this moment, I am going to do the things to get me that. So here in this moment, I am going to stretch my back here in this moment. I am not going to lay in this bed. I'm going to 
work my way out of this bed. You know, I am doing these things. And it's, it's, it literally is the fact that dreams are, are everything, really, if you think about it, because just like water in the wild, if you see a creek and it's running full with water, it's filled with oxygen, it's filled with life. Life is all about the motion. But you take that same water and you let it sit stagnant in a pu- puddle and that water becomes poisonous and filled with eggs from insects and it becomes a completely nasty experience, right? So our life is, is in constant motion. That's why we have a past experience and a future experience because we're on a rolling scale. So what is the, what is the biggest dream you have right now? The, the biggest dream I have right now, <laughs> I, am, I am receiving a, uh, a beach house in my old hometown of Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Um, and I'm going to be doing a lot of painting and, and artwork and continuing to do more and more speaking. And my goal right now is to, is, is to um, create this experience where I can do those things and still reach out to people and help them achieve their goals. So that's my big dream right now. And I am doing everything every day to do that. So when you are doing something today in order to, to receive that or to reach that goal in the future, mm-hmm. aren't you somehow disconnected from the present? Uh, no, because I'm, because for instance, I want a beach house. Okay. So today over my coffee, I looked at real estate sites on online. That's a today action. I'm looking for the house. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, you, you, Once you start to disconnect from you from a- action from dream, you're you're no now no longer it's no longer a goal. It's now a daydream, because without mm-hmm. the action, there is no uh, receiving your outcome. You have to take present moment action to achieve anything in life, right? You know, and and the toughest part that most people have is not the not the not the action, right? The toughest part they have is getting over their fear their fear of failing, their fear of not having, their fears. Now, you know, we, as we go through life, we access every experience we come into through the, the filter of our fight or flight response. It's a primal reaction we all have. Now, the most people, when they start to go, get into any new situation, the first thing they notice is that they, they have a hard time breathing. They're, <laughs> they're, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so, and they're tense and their shoulders get tall. And that's a primal response. The mistake people make is they think they can't breathe. And in reality, what their body has done is they've they've gone and they've gasped in air and they've filled their lungs up. So they've got more air than they need, but their body is saying, I need air so that I can run further and faster. And the thing is, if you can go and let that air out, your mind clears back up and your fear goes away. Most people have a hard time with fear because of the fact that they They misidentify fear. Fear is not rooted in your present moment. Fear is, is an emotional reaction to some future event that may or may not happen with your focus on it being negative. And how would you call that situation where the, the lion is standing in front of you and about to eat you? I mean, isn't I'd be that afraid. fear as well? I'd be afraid of that moment. But, you know, if I'm also, I'm also a very spiritual person. Okay. And I study all kinds of spirituality. I'm not a religious person. I study, I study Buddhism and Hinduism and Christianity and, and uh, Islam. And I study, I study it all because I find truth in all areas. 
And there's this one uh, Hindu uh, um, teacher named Swami Narayan. And Swami Narayan reached enlightenment when he was, uh, I believe, 11 years old. And he ended up walking 13,000 kilometers all around India to all the holy sites. And there's all these stories of him crossing the Himalayas, wearing nothing but a loincloth and all this stuff. But the one story that always gets me is he came into a, a village that ha- was having a, an issue with a, a man-eating lion that was coming at night and attacking the villagers. And he arrived at this village at dusk. Now, understand that Swami Narayan was alive in the 1700s. They still have his clothes. It wasn't like you know, you know Jesus or all oh, those guys that are so far back that we don't have any physical evidence. This guy, they actually have his clothes. You go, you can go to the Swami Narayan ashram in India right now. And um, he came into the village at that night and he, he sat down by a tree and all the villagers were like, you know, boy, come into the house. You know, the lion's going to come today. And he sat in the tree and he said, no, I'm good. And they came out the next day and they, and the lion was sitting beside him and they asked him how this is possible. And, and he said, because I'm without fear, the lion gave me nothing to be fearful for. And so it's an interesting, it's an interesting philosophy. It's a very deep philosophy. And, but I will tell you, I have been through very scary situations. When I did, when I did my comedy show, um, right after 9-11, the attack of the United States, um, I did six USO tours to the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan. And I literally had an RPG shot at the helicopter I was in. I had gunfire against, uh, against the wall right next to where I was sleeping. Um, I, I literally have seen some crazy things. And when I talk to those soldiers in the field, I ask them, I ask them flat out, how, how can you go into this knowing you might get shot or killed? And their first response was, I have to set my fear aside. So I said, how do you do that? And they say, well, how, how do you do it? You know, I want to know. He, they said, well, it's easy. First of all, we have to go and relax because if we get focused on the fear, we're not focused on the objective and we have to have an objective to focus on. So your objective is your dream, right? So that what they're doing is they're setting their fears, they're compartmentalizing their fears, setting it aside, and then they're going for their dream. It's the same thing with a stunt man. When they get on top of a building and they're getting ready to jump off a building, they're not focused on the jump. They're not focused on what could happen if they mess up. <laughs> they're focused on where they're going to land, right? Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> they're looking down saying, I'm going to hit that pile. So the first thing to do is, is release the fear. Now, actors on Hollywood and actors on, in Broadway and on the stage are trained that if they forget all their lines on stage because of their fear, the first thing they do is <sighs> they relax all their muscles. And what happens is all their lines rush back into their head. Because when you get into that fear state and your breathing gets tense, your brain locks up because it only wants air. It, it only wants more air so you can run further and faster. But when you give it all the air you need and relax and let all that air go and say, look, I don't need to do that right now, your brain kicks back in and you can start doing the things logically. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's pretend yeah, that um, some of our listeners right now, I don't know, maybe commuting to work oh, to yeah. work, which they don't like. Right. Maybe going home 
to a home they don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some people in mind that are, well, if you look from the outside, it looks fine. But they are stressed out by their colleagues, by their boss, by the the jobs they have to do once they reach work, by the jobs they have to do when they come home. Mm-hmm. So everything, they feel like they are stuck in the present moment because they there are so many things they have to do because other people want them to, mm-hmm. that they feel trapped. And they say, oh, you are so lucky you can dream. I can't. I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's, so let me, let, let, what do let, you think? Let me unwrap all that. All right. <laughs> there's a lot. Yes. There's a lot there, right? You said uh, they're 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 going to a job they don't like. They're living in a home they don't like. They're doing the things they don't like. Why are they doing that? That's their choice to do that. They can choose something different, right? They feel that's their emotional response, and because they don't like it, they're fear, fear, they're actually in the state of of dislike so they're choosing to dislike it right mm-hmm. because they have to do it says who their says boss. Who? right their who wife right right so so are they living their life or are they living their own so i mean your wife would be so they are not li- they are living somebody else's life <laughs> that's my that's my interpretation yeah, well say it again i said my interpretation is they are living somebody else's life that, that's not exactly right. right they're living they're not living their own life right I, I, you know, I, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> I have a nickname Triple X because I have three ex-wives, <laughs> right? And and it was it was. I'm glad I I'm glad I did what I've done because I realized after three ex-wives that I was giving myself up for them, right? Mm-hmm. They got involved with me because they liked me, and then they they had conditions that I had to do this 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 during those relationships. And I changed who I was to match their their circumstance, and the marriage just fell apart, right? You know, if 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 you have to be you fully, and the other thing you said that they said was I can't, right? Well, that's that's a declaration of it means I am unable to is what that means. So they're actually staying in their present moment; they're not able to. Um, the other thing is the other thing is is going back to the very beginning of what you said. You talked about commuting to work, right? Now. The people that you're talking about have, have an interesting perspective. And here's the perspective, okay? So I, I'm a firm believer that the world is a predominantly positive place. And if you think about that commute to work, say they live near a city, out in the outskirts of the city, and they hop in their car and they're driving to work, and they pass a 1,000 cars every day going to work, right? And then every other day, they might see an accident on the side of the road. You know, somebody had a fender bender or something like that, right? Tonight on the news, the accident's going to be on the news. And the reason the accident's going to be on the news is because it's the anomaly, right? The big news story of the day should be that 999 cars made it to work safely and with no problem whatsoever, right? So the world has predominantly positive outcomes 99% of the time. But the people that you're talking about who don't like, don't feel, have to, I can't, are focused on the accident on the side of the road. So my five Fs, the first one's fearlessness. You set your, your fears aside. The second one is focus. What are you focused on? You focus on negative, you focus on positive. So if you're in the I can't and I don't like and I, and I feel like I hate this, you're focused on the negative. 
get focused on the, on on the happiness, but get focused focused on the simplicity of happiness, right? Right? <laughs> right? Focus on that. fearlessly focus, but you have to believe it. You have to give yourself that belief, and that's the tough part. People have a hard time believing it, and the reason they have a hard time believing it is because they have past experiences, and those past experiences give them a subconscious belief. In in all forms of spirituality, they say you have to set your past down. You know, Jesus Himself said, "Be born again." Right. So you've got to you've got to set the past down and create new present moment successes. And the more you create new present moment successes, you're stacking successful moments and happy moments behind you. And then your subconscious mind changes and becomes a a much it becomes an engine for creating happiness. <laughs> you know, so you have this fearlessly focused with faith. But the next one is also tough. Follow through. So what do you recommend? What what, what do I recommend? (laughs) What do you recommend against all this distraction? I remember. All the restrictions. I remember distractions. Everything that's distracting. I mean, let's call it Facebook. (laughs) What? Or or, or name it. Be it it the kids or be it the school or be it the work. When I remember... When I remember me being in my teenage years, I was um, very interested in a lot of philosophical and spiritual well, books and stories, and I was fascinated by it, by this. And then life happened. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I got busy, mm-hmm. busy becoming successful whatsoever and out of this busy mode then all this social media and all these these gadgets came into my life and all of a sudden i always had something to do right and then well for in my case i filled my life with clutter i filled my life with stuff with gadgets and with a lot of distractions mm-hmm. and I personally, I had to learn to let go of a lot of these distractions. I had to put distance between me and certain people, between me and certain opinions, between me and certain, well, things or processes that wanted something from me. I said, no, I'm going to do that what I want. So this is why I know both sides of the story. What do you recommend? And coming back to my question, to those who listen now and say, oh, this, and the moment they get off the car, ding, 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 five WhatsApp news, uh, Facebook messenger, somebody calling, the next colleague is coming, um, work is piling up and they just get into reaction mode again. Right, right. Oh, good, good. I'm so glad you used that word. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you need to be welcome. <laughs> I, I believe you need to be an action hero rather than a reaction zero, <laughs> right? An action hero. See, action and reaction. Reaction is a response to stimulus, right? And mm-hmm. right now with social media, there's a whole bunch of people who are deriving their power by making people feel bad, right? Now let's mm-hmm. talk. Let's talk one social media platform, Facebook, right? I'm on Facebook. I do Facebook stuff, right? I decided that my Facebook page wasn't going to get into arguments. 
I decided you're not going to get in an argument on my page. You get in an argument on my page, I'm going to block you. You know, if you want to come here and have a differing opinion and discuss something with me and have a, a, an actual intelligent conversation all day long, I love talking to people who don't think like I do because I learn. I learn in those, in those moments, right? I also learn how to connect with other people who don't think like I do. So for me, that's great. But you come there mm-hmm. and you start getting into, into the negative aspects of it. I don't have time for that because it's not, it's not the life I'm living. And you hear, hear it, I said that, the life I am living. I'm not living your life. I'm not living your, your negativity. Because those people who are giving, giving that negative energy to you, they're only doing that to get a rise. They're only doing that so they have power on you. And when you don't give it to them, they go away. And I'll tell you the big secret that happens when you, when you cut somebody off like that. The first thing they do after that is they go to somebody else and they say, look what they did to me. You become the next negative thing they talk about. And that's okay. I'd much rather be the next negative thing they're talking about because I'm no, they're no longer, I'm no longer talking to them. <laughs> I'm no longer in my experience, right? It's the same thing with, 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 with all these distractions, right? All these distractions. You have to be the one in charge of your distractions. You can't be the one. I, it's, you know, on social media, they call it being an influencer or an influenced. Are you influenced? Or are you an influencer, right? If you're influenced, that means you are, you're, you're a sheep in the herd going along with everybody else. And if you're an influencer, you're thinking on your own and you're yeah, influencing. That's why, that, that, that's why I have one and a half thousand followers and I am following 30. <laughs> right, right, right. I, it's the same thing with me. I, it's like on, on Facebook. I have my page. I, I almost never look at the stream. I almost never look at what anybody else is saying. Not because I don't want to know it. You know, sometimes I do. But yeah. I would rather get into the conversations that I'm thoroughly interested in, right, you know, on my, on my page and talk about the things that I'm creating in my experience. Now, like, for instance, before we sat here, um, I, I'm a firm believer that, that, you know, your thought word indeed is creative, right? Now, I, I get on to do these, these interviews. I always get on about a half an hour early. And I, and I get on, I check my mic and I do turn on my camera and I, I set it off to the side and yeah, then I, I, <laughs> right, and I, I sit here and I journal, I sit here and I, and I do other things, but because here's the other thing is, is I live my life in a way that I don't want to be stressed or rushing. Right. If I'm going to have a, if I'm going to have a great interview with, with Florian today, my job is to make sure that I can bring him my best. And so, I get on early so they don't have to rush at the last minute and deal with any technical stuff. I get on way early. I turn it all on. I get the mic on. I get to make sure my screen looks fine. And then I just set it aside. It's just out of the way. I don't have to think about it anymore. Right. The other mm-hmm. thing is, is that, is that these people who have the, uh, the, I don'ts and I feel bad and I have to do's and I can'ts, you know, they're focused on, on, on their limitation. They're focused on what, probably most of them are th- focused on what other people told them they can achieve, you know, mm-hmm. the limitations other people have put on them. I think that is another aspect of making life complicated yeah, yeah. rather than who am I? Who do I want to be? What do I want to do? And if you are completely honest, what do I want to do? In most cases, It's not being lazy forever. Right, right. I mean, if you're totally overworked, some, 
So now I had some uh, 60 days of really one thing following to the other. And I, I couldn't do most of the, well, online productive stuff. So I didn't write as much as I want. I didn't publish as much as I want because there was other, I had, I had to make up a bit for the Corona year. Right. Um, and, and, and the further I was coming towards the end, which was January the 30th, um, I was just looking forward for just not doing anything, but half a day of not doing anything. And I, and I already had my, my positive thoughts of things I want to create, things I want to be doing. And um, if we're totally honest, most people, they, they want to go to work and get some money to achieve something else. Right, right. But if, if, you, if you come to that point that you make that simple decision, Now, what about people who have the feeling they cannot really, so they have the feeling that they are in a financial need. Let's mm -hmm. say they have a big credit mm -hmm. and, or they have an expensive ex-wife, ex, let's say ex-partner to put the, the gender out. Um, and now they... they they have to make at least a certain amount of money because they are somehow in debt. And they feel it's not their choice anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, because of coronavirus? No, because of things that happen. I mean, maybe because they, they made a bad choice in the, in the past. Mm -hmm. Maybe... So, for example, for example, myself, I, I built a... I built a lodge in I built a lodge in Zanzibar. I had my beach, <laughs> my beachfront property, yeah. um, and 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 I loved it. I had to I I was running it together with a partner 50-50. and um, after three years, the partner decided not to know me anymore. Ah. So he went to the police and reported me. And um, um, when I had our uh, our limited contract, he said, "Well, this is fake." I am not able to read. I'm not able to write. I don't speak any English. So this, this couldn't be me. Uh, probably this white guy went to the government and uh, corrupted them. That's why they gave them these papers. So, and, um, and, 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 when, and then I met the whole corrupt system and the judges that didn't want to deal with that. And, um, and, and that moment I felt like it was not my fault, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but all my time, all my money and, basically my investment i still own it on the paper mm -hmm. but practically i can't access it so it's gone right right so, so let, let me, let me could let me be a situation like this could be something else okay so let me unwrap that situation okay so you went in to do this 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 place this, this beach experience right and yeah. you didn't know what what the government was like in the area. You didn't know how things worked in the area. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I, I, I knew. I just thought it won't happen to me. Uh, okay, okay. So let's start with that. I knew. You, you did know it, right? So you knew the risk was there. You knew. This, so you went into it knowing, understanding that this could happen, right? Mm -hmm. So, in in your reality. It was a possibility. It was yes. it was 
possible that it could happen. So <clears throat> when it did happen, you know, did you see it coming? John, <laughs> that is a difficult question. No, <laughs> not like not like this. Well, there were some some. Um, uh, well, I I I didn't lose my existence. I didn't lose everything I have because I knew that if I do, I might lose that fight. Right. So right. this is why I didn't put everything into that. Uh, Well, right. into that one into you're, that you're one project diversified yeah i didn't see it i didn't see it coming because it was covered up um that um, every time that i was there things went really smooth and we have been we could talk about everything we were good partners mm -hmm. but then when i wasn't there the communication wasn't that good so i thought hmm what is going on And um, then I well I, I gave the the possibility for, for for young people to live there for a half for half a year for free, but they had to do well housekeeping or cooking. And um, there was one one lady that I that I personally knew, and the day after I left, she called me and said things changed. Mm. So it was that as long as I was there, everything was nice. As soon as I was gone, then they, well, clients weren't treated well, staff wasn't treated well, stories were made up. Well, so, so, so I, you had red flags. Yes, but this was at the very, very end. Okay. And then it was a and I, and I went back right after she she left, and then it 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 blew it blew up. Right, right, but. I, I'll go back to the what I said earlier. Yes, you, you knew that there was risk, and you yes. knew and you knew what the area was like, and so, um, and when the guy stopped communicating with you, that was a red flag, and then when when your friends went down there and they had the experience, that was a red flag. So you knew it was coming in some form. You had to know it was coming in some. You, you had to, not necessarily that it was coming, but that it was a possibility, right? Yeah, but so, I'm I'm aware. I, I used to be a control freak. Mm -hmm. I never completely lived into it because I had so many different interests. Right. But I wanted to be in charge and I wanted to control. And if things went wrong, I was looking for the person whose fault it is. Right. And during my my coaching journey and My best client is sitting in front of you. <laughs> so I did a lot of work on, on myself. And, and, and one realization I had is there is no control in life. The right. only thing I can control is between my ears. Right, right. Well, Everything me, outside of my body is... Let me, let me, sh let me share something yeah. with you. That, uh, when I work with stuntmen, and I have a team of stuntmen who are about to do you know, crazy things with their bodies, right? And do fight mm -hmm. work and all that stuff. On day one, I bring them all together. I have them all raise their right hand. And I say, I will not delve into fault or guilt. And they all go, I will not delve into fault or guilt. And the reason I, I do that is because if, say for instance, two guys are doing a, a fist fight in a movie or something. And the one guy swings and almost hits the other guy, right? Just doesn't hit him, but almost hits him, right? If the first guy says, hey, 
you almost hit me, right? That causes the other person to feel guilty. It also causes the other person to get into a defensive mode, which wastes the next half an hour, right? Mm -hmm. It wastes the next half an hour. Fault and guilt has to be has to be obliterated not only towards others but towards ourselves as well. We blame ourselves for things we've done in the past all the time. We blame ourselves for things people have told us we've done in the past. People will constantly tell us that we're bad people, right? Right? Uh, or the, because of their own power. The thing is, fault and guilt is is fear. That's all fault and guilt is. It's 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 either receiving fear or giving fear. And the idea of it is is that fear element. You know, Buddha said. Um, the secret to enlightenment is the eradication of fear. And if you can set your fears aside, then you then you lose fault and guilt in general. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I um I was directing a Renaissance festival in Tennessee, and it was payday. <laughs> and and I, I was out on the site and I just suddenly got an idea. I better go over to the office and see what's going on with pay and stuff like that. And I walked in the office, and the owner of the festival, my boss was right here and my top musician was right here and they were screaming at each other screaming at each other and i was like oh my gosh you know meanwhile i'm the middle management guy i'm the one in between these two right so i turned to the bookkeeper i said what's going on he says well he says the musician falsified his social security paperwork to the government right <laughs> and the government contacted us and told us to hold 30% of his pay until it gets resolved, right? So I said, okay. I said, so he got his check today, and it was 30% less. And so here's my, here's my thing. I know he wants his money. I know my boss doesn't want to get in trouble with the government, right? He wants to make sure that it does. So I walked into the middle of their fight, and I said, guys, I am sorry this is my fault. And the fight stopped instantly because he was blaming him for not giving him his money. He was blaming him for the government going on top of him. I took the fault off of them. The fight stopped, right? The next thing I had to do was if I'm going to be the action hero in that moment, I have to, <laughs> I have to offer a solution, right? Mm -hmm. I can't be, you know, because complaining without offering a solution is just complaining, right? So, <laughs> so I turned to the um, the boss, the owner, and I said, hey, he is on a one contract with us and he gets paid twice. Can we take the 30% out of his final paycheck and give him his full check today? The owner said, yes. I turned to the musician. I said, you're going to get your full check today and tomorrow I'm going to come get you and we're going to go down to the, to the office, the government office. And we're going to fill out the paperwork and get it all resolved. And your next check will be a full check too. And they were great. And it was all, it all went away. The reason that worked is because they were throwing fault and guilt, which was triggering fear. I took the fault mm -hmm. and guilt and the fear away and gave them a solution that would let their fear abate. That was the only reason that worked. Right. And it worked great. And the next day, because I said I would, I picked him yeah, up I and I drove him yeah. there. I know I, my word, my, my future moment was dependent on what I said, thought, word, and said in my present moment. You know, and if you're not following through, then you're messing up. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Well, <laughs> it, is, um, it is offering interesting insight. Mm. It's not so much about 
answering a personal question of mine. I'm more interested in your thoughts about this. And yeah, yeah. yeah well done, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. thanks. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting because, you know, if I, if, if, if I tell you how I would solve the situation, it's going to be a boring one up, one up, one up, one up. I know better, you know better. So who wants to listen to that? So I'm just, I'm offering you the question and rant on it however you want because that is an interesting idea because it's not mine <laughs> well, people people know my stuff already <laughs> well, to, me, to me you know we we access the world either positively or negatively right if mm -hmm. you want to put it in a very sp spiritual way either lovingly or fearingly right yeah and and if you can be the one who comes in and controls the level of fear and brings the level of fear down, then you have the ability to, to come out with a much more happy experience, a much more positive yeah. experience, because it's the fear that's stopping them from seeing the positive. And when I started my complicated question, <laughs> I said, what is your recommendation for somebody who thinks he has to do the job for the money? Mm-hmm and doesn't see any other way out because so, he maneuvered himself into that situation where he needs the money for whatever reason. What is your recommendation for that person? The first thing I would do is, is stop investing in the need. Yes, you need it. Absolutely. You need the money to do what you got to do, but I would start investing in, in the dream of something different and start taking the present moment actions as well. You know, you have to do certain things like, Right now, well, COVID-19. So here, here's my example, okay? I need to make a living. I need to make a living. Now, now, I am a keynote speaker. I speak to large groups of people in very small rooms, right? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Perfect, right? Perfect yeah. career, right? So COVID-19 hits, all of my speaking gigs go away. So what do I do? What do I do? Okay, I can get focused on the fact that I'm not, creating the money. I'm not bringing the money in or I can go, okay, I can stay flexible just like I did in that bed, getting out of it with my back. I can stay flexible. I can go, okay, what am I going to do now? I already have a green screen. I already have lights. I already have a camera because I'm already shooting videos for what I do. So how do I transition that into virtual programs? Now I do virtual speeches weekly to various companies, right? Mm -hmm. And I started creating online, uh, courses, which are going to come out in about six months, right? You know, so I, I, I'm starting, I'm doing a whole bunch of other things. I'm going to come out of COVID-19 going, yeah, going back to doing live, now being able to do virtual plus having online courses, Yeah, <laughs> right? So yeah. any, any bit of adversity you come to, come to, you have to realize, here's, here's the thing. Anytime you're trying to achieve anything in your life, something is always going to come up that's going to seem contrary. And yeah. Just like Bruce Lee said, be like water, right? In that moment, I, I, my mindset goes like this. Something comes up that's blocking me. I go, okay, this either has to be incorporated, addressed, or gotten rid of, hmm. right? Because I'm not focusing on it. I'm focusing on the goal, the dream, the thing I'm going for, right? Yeah. And because my conscious mind is focused on the dream, anything that comes up has to be a part of achieving that dream. Does that make sense? Yeah. So even if it's yeah. negative. Um, for, as you mentioned, 
Corona and uh, COVID-19. Um, for me, it sucked <laughs> when I had no idea what to do with it right. because I lost, I lost everything that that I worked for for uh, for the for the um, half year in front uh, before it started. Um, but as with every crisis that I went through, I came out stronger than I went in yeah. because I took the decision to say, okay, I'm, I, I acknowledge it, I face it, and I take out the learnings. Right. And right now I think my financial um, situation and income is much more flexible than it was when I, when I went in. And there are yet some things to, um, well, to scale up again, uh, talking about all these Africa um, adventure travel. I mean, this is, people want to see lions and, uh, and, and, and elephants and they will go back to Africa. And um, once this is, uh, this is coming back, it will just, it will add up. So, I think I, I know what, what you are talking of and <coughs> um, uh, what a coach of mine offered me is, he said, his name is Rich Litvin. I, I think I, I mentioned that name like every other, every other podcast and I <laughs> hope he's going to be on this, on this uh, show as well. So Rich uh, told me in a, in a coaching, he said, Flo, Uh, what brought you here won't get you there. Mm. And if you need to change the level that you're on, that means you have to leave the one that you are on. And sometimes it means stepping down, looking for a different way and going up there. But it, it normally it's, it's never like this. It's, it, it's more like a, like a stock stock right. market. And therefore, whenever you are on a way down, This is your learning opportunity. This is where you can leave the old habits behind and get ready for the future. And I think that is, um, uh, well, something inspiring to leave our listeners for, for, for today. Okay. John, what is the best way to find you? Easiest way to find me, if you just go to corporateactionhero.com. and. Okay. Or, or just search Corporate Action Hero on Google. You will find three yeah. pages of me. Uh, well, so Corporate Action Hero, I'll link it in the show notes. But uh, in case that uh, you, my dear listener, don't have anything to write, um, um, uh, Google it and, and you will find the result as well. Will you, will you provide your online um, courses that you're working on on that page as well? Uh, well, the, the courses themselves are not done, but what I will do is is yeah, I'll yeah. give I'll give your audience a, what I call a, a free gift, and I and I'm saying the word free on purpose because I'm not because even it is ask free. For, it's free. I'm not going to ask for email. <laughs> I'm not going to ask for any. You don't have to have to give me any information at all. I'm going to give mm -hmm. you a page, and 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 Florian will have it. You'll have it, so you can share it. And basically, you click on it, you go there, you can download it. What it is is my 5F workbook, the the 5Fs that I talked about earlier. It, it takes you through the process of setting your fears down and, and focusing and moving towards a new goal, new goal. So go for it. The only thing I will ask that is that when you go there, you're going to be on my website, right? 
Bounce Probably around. Is. Look, look, yeah. look around. Take a look. You know, you're going to find on top it says community. You're going to see I do a daily vlog every day. There's a new video out. And uh, okay. right below that, there's another link that's called Heroes of Achievement, where I interview people who I find really impressive. And I and I just put them up. There's only a few on there right now because I I very picky about who I choose. Um, but yeah, just enjoy. Just take take a look around. But you don't have to give yeah. me anything to get that free gift. Perfect. I'll um, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll send everyone over there. Thank you so much for your time, your inspiration, and well, your funny mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> well, although, although although I think I didn't, uh, um, I, I used the wrong word because f with funny, I mean fun and entertainment. I don't mean awkward. Um, that's <laughs> I, that's I, what the, the Germans mix that up. And so I can't I hide it I, all of the time. I think funny <laughs> is one of the greatest compliments you can give me. So thank you. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> funny dude. <laughs> John, <laughs> thank you and, and uh, take care. And listeners, I'll talk to you 